podcast, Members of the Chamber, is presented by Piper Foods and fueled by McCafe. If you're listening in your car, why not stop by one of Piper Foods' five McDonald's locations in Oakville or look them up on any McDelivery service. We thank Piper Foods for their generous support of our chamber and for everything they do in the community. Now let's get started. Welcome back, Oakville Chamber members, to episode four of our podcast, Members of the Chamber. Oakville Chamber members, one story at a time. Members of the Chamber is a podcast where each episode we sit down with one member of our chamber community and have a conversation. A conversation about their individual, entrepreneurial, or professional journey, their job, and how they ended up where they are today. I'm Drew Redden, and I'm the president and CEO of the Oakville Chamber of Commerce. We are broadcasting from the brand new Staples Studio co-working facility at 320 North Service Road West in Oakville, Ontario, and this is Members of the Chamber. Members of the Chamber is brought to you by the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Next to their salary, most employees feel benefit coverage is the most important thing their employer can offer. That's why more than 30,000 business owners choose Chamber Plan. It helps you attract the high-caliber talent you need to be competitive in your industry, and it can help you hold on to them once you find them. Get a free quote at chamberplan.ca or by contacting your local chamber plan advisor, which in Oakville is the Heineck Financial Group at 905-319-9999 or at info at hfgb.ca. Joining us today on Members of the Chamber is Jennifer Watson. Jennifer is a wealth manager and heads up business development at Watson Investments, formerly Peter Watson Investments. Jennifer has her MBA from the Ivy Business School, is a certified financial planner, chartered investment manager, and portfolio manager. Jennifer's passion for tax planning, providing superior holistic wealth management, growing her family business, and having an incredible team benefits clients who work with Watson Investments. She has been invited by industry peers of evidence-based investing to be a member of an investment study group and as a member of CEO Global Group, combined of business owners looking to improve and grow their business. She devotes her time to her alma mater, Ivy Business School, is also a vice president of the Oakville Chamber of Commerce Young Professional and Entrepreneur Group, and a member of Estate Planners Council of Halton, which is a group of estate professionals, accountants, and lawyers who meet monthly to collaborate for the betterment of their clients. In addition to her client work, Jennifer likes to get together with friends and family at their cottage in Northern Ontario and ski in Collingwood. Jennifer, happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you for making the time. Thanks for having me, Drew. So Jennifer, I grew up in a family business as well. In 1960, my grandfather bought a small hardware store in Nova Scotia, and in 1993, my father returned to the business and still runs it today. For you and your family, was business succession something that was always talked about around the dinner table growing up? So it wasn't talked about. Uh, I did, the family business did start in my family home for the first uh, many years. So I grew up very much immersed in the business, but not talking about the succession of the business. 
uh, it was very important to my dad that we all find our own path in life. So when I would talk about wanting to be in the business, he kind of would just sit quietly, listen to me talk as a 10-year-old, dreaming about joining the business one day. So it really wasn't actually until I was finishing up my first business degree at Western that he asked and said, do you have an interest in joining? Which I was so surprised about and excited. And that's when I I thought about it and I joined. So was that when you knew? Did it take you that long to kind of figure it out? Or did you know as a 10-year-old in the house with the business being operated around you? Mm, That's a great question. So as a 10-year-old, I knew I wanted to work in the business. I didn't know what that meant. Uh, Joining the business, I knew I enjoyed it, but I still was open-minded and did question it for a very long time, actually, to just constantly reflect back and say, is this, am I still on the right path for myself? Um, Is this what I want to be doing? And every time I re-ask myself that question, I keep saying, yes, yes, it is. And I'm still with the family business. There you go. So the rule in my family was that no one was allowed to work uh, full time in the business until you were 30. The logic was my father and his father before him, who had the same rule, wanted to ensure that you were coming back for the right reasons and the business was something you were passionate about running. So were there any stipulations, uh, you know, following that conversation with your father, for lack of a better term, rules uh, surrounding you joining the business? I like that rule that your family had. Um, I think that's interesting. And I think it's it's helpful sometimes to have rules in place as your family business gets larger too. Um, but no, there wasn't any particular rules. My dad identified that I had skills that would work really well in the business. I had actually helped out a previous summer before I went and ran. I was running a business up north um, what was that business? for the summer. So I ran two. Uh, one was a retail business, and that was part of a club up there. So I was hired to run it, but it was my own business, which I had a partner for. I was able to do all the buying, designing, day-to-day management of this retail store that was only open two months, which is how I managed to do it while at university. Uh, I also ran a cleaning business. Hmm. Yeah, so that I had about 10 different employees and yeah, it was very successful business. So I was kind of always trying and doing different things. So a little more than you with your rubber gloves on. uh, Yeah, more than than just me for sure. Uh, But it was a great experience because it was customer relationships, uh, dealing with demands, dealing with coordinating a team. But I did have a bit of a gap before going up north. So, and I knew my dad was busy at the office. So I had asked him if I could, if he wanted my help. So I went in, I remember the desk I sat at and I worked with one of my colleagues that I still work with today. And I just kind of did odd jobs here and there and helped out. And, and that was a really interesting experience. So then when I went back into the business full time, it just kind of continued to flow nicely. Um, my dad identified those skills that I had, and that's why he thought it was appropriate to ask if I was interested. So we're talking about your dad mm-hmm. approaching you and talking about if your interests, you're gauging your level of interest. Um, was there interest, uh, do you, or first of all, do you have siblings? I do. You do? So was there interest from your siblings to join the business as well? So no. So my dad was always very careful at not wanting to push or force the family business onto us. Mm-hmm. Um, So my older sister has pursued her passion and is a lawyer. And my younger brother is pursuing different ventures and 
both of them maybe one day would come into the business, in which case I think my dad and I both would be very open-minded to having that conversation with them. But currently they're happy pursuing other things. So is that something you're always kind of planning for, keeping in the back of the mind that there may be that time when a a sibling or another Watson, (laughs) you know, comes into the business? Yeah, it's something that we're not actively planning. We don't have a, a strategy mapped out, but it is always in the back of our heads. Like I do have ideas of how it could work successfully, both for clients, the team, as well as sibling dynamic. So, so hardware retail is a bit different than wealth management. Um, but I have lots of memories and, you know, it's interesting hearing you speak about, you know, you remember the desk you sat at and the people that are still there today. Um, but I have lots of memories of being a young kid, you know, walking the aisles with a price gun, you know, tagging merchandise. And, uh, and I got, as I got older, I was always called upon to pitch in at the store. Um, you know, one, one interesting story is, uh, on, on Christmas, I was home from university and sleeping in and, uh, my phone rang and it was my dad letting me know that, uh, one of the delivery guys had called in sick and he needed my help on the truck and, you know, family business, he pitch in when he can. So I got up, I drove to the store, jumped in the truck. Um, it was Christmas Eve, so my dad had brought pizza for the staff uh, for lunch and uh, brought everyone in the room. And since I was working, I was hungry, I joined the staff room. And uh, I'd been away from Nova Scotia for a few years at this point as, as in here in Ontario at University. Um, so there's lots of new faces on the team. Um, so I was keeping quiet, you know, eat my pizza when Jed, you know, this employee, a new employee, uh, shot me a look from across the room and blurred out, for you and to which half the room you know burst out laughing and someone replied that guy's your future boss which uh which made jed blush and scarf down his pizza pretty quickly <laughs> uh, spoiler alert i did not become jed's boss nor do i have interest returning to my family business uh, but this story is my long preamble and asking you uh, how you found your transition from being a family member around the business uh, to being a leader at the company yeah i, I like that story <laughs> For me, it was a very, I think, a natural progression. I started in the business after undergrad, and I was an assistant to one of the advisors. So I helped them do a lot of their preparation, and it was an amazing way of learning. I also got to sit in a lot of meetings. But like you said, small business, family business, you do everything. (laughs) So it was a wide scope of what I was able to do which was fantastic learning. But as I progressed throughout the company, I think that leadership just kind of somewhat naturally flowed. I would say sometimes it was me a little bit that had the harder time adjusting than the team. So I'm very fortunate that some of my colleagues have made comments that have really helped me. Uh, One of the things that was said, so we were improving something in our company and I felt like I was being a little picky, which I is good to be um, because I care. And it was them actually that said, it's okay. I'm happy to make these changes again (laughs) (laughs) because it's your family business and it's okay that you really care. And that kind of just resonated with me because it gave me the comfort that they didn't think I was being a horrible boss (laughs) by asking them to change something. Uh, But really they were like, it's great that you care so much to keep wanting to improve. So it's been that and other comments team members have said that have helped me actually feel more comfortable in this leadership role. So do you have any team members that have been there for, you know, 10, 20 years in the business? Yes. So you have 
personal relationships with them of being, you know, that family member who's, who they've been working in the business and now as a colleague. Yes. And yeah. so how have you managed those two relationships or two types of relationships, I guess? Yeah. So our whole office has a very much a family feel. So awesome. yes, it's only my dad and myself that are blood related, <laughs> uh, but the rest of the team. It, so it's, it is a very special thing. I'm, I feel very lucky to have that. But yes, there's one person that I sat across from at the desk years ago when I was the intern, basically. And then there's another person that was actually in our family office. So I remember her from the house days. Uh, then she took some time with her kids at home, came back to the business, and I work with her very closely still to this day. So it's it's a unique, special thing. But very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So talk about everyone feeling like a family, but mm-hmm. uh, how is going to work with your father every day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's... Uh, when we first, well, so our relationship has evolved, I would <laughs> okay. say, throughout working together. He is a fantastic boss for everybody, which makes me being his daughter, I think, a bit easier because mm-hmm. he's a good boss to others. He's a good boss to me. Uh, but when we first, when I first started at the company, we decided to have a contract. So not the employee, employer contract, but a father-daughter contract. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we decided that when you were out of the office, you were not allowed to talk about work. And if you wanted to, because you had to, talk about work. You had to ask permission. (laughs) Um, So we had that very distinct boundary, and I felt like it was very important, too, for the other family members that I didn't bring up aspects of the company that I shouldn't be bringing up at the family dinner table, Mm -hmm. for example. So that was... uh, that was helpful when I first started out, um, but now it's really evolved and it's it's less strict, I would say, in terms of it. Um, we now talk about family business, I think, a bit more often outside of the office, but we're still very mindful of who's around us and also there's a father-daughter relationship. One of the lines my dad likes to say to me is uh, when we're outside the office, he goes, actually even sometimes in, <laughs> he'll say, uh, how's my daughter doing? Or how was my daughter's day at work today? <laughs> so that's him trying to get the not not colleague uh, partner relationship answers. That's so, great. Yeah. So in your bio, you mentioned that uh, you have your MBA from Western. How mm-hmm. was that experience for you and helpful in your career? It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like wanting to always come into my family business. Accomplishing my MBA, specifically at Ivy, actually, was always a childhood goal of mine. Mm-hmm. And I found the the education, you're immersed with professors and fellow classmates who are just so interesting. And you are pushing yourself to your limits with consuming knowledge and different ways of thinking about problems and making decisions. So I felt like that... The program's really helped me coming, working in the business and trying to grow the business. So Watson Investments, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about the business here, has undergone a pretty significant rebrand in the past year. New logo, name, entire brand, really. That's a really important exercise for any business. So how do you start a project like that? Yeah, so that was a very, it took about a year almost of truly thinking about it, researching, working on it, and we had to be patient so I, I do like to have things immediately done sometimes, 
But with certain things, you can't rush them. And especially with a logo change is you can't change it every year or every few years even for that matter. And you hear those kind of horror stories of the big companies trying to rebrand and it failing. So we went into it very carefully, but we did feel that our old logo was a little bit dated in style and we wanted something more modern, especially as we continue to advertise, increase our advertisement really. As well, we wanted the name to reflect more of a team approach, which we are. And so that was the reason for kind of shifting from Peter Watson Investments to Watson Investments. We did even look at the option of would we take out our family name altogether. However, we had we do have such a strong brand identified by the name Watson, as well as identified by really the face of the company, my father, as well as now we've been doing dual branding for myself too. Um, so those all that that brand that we have, we didn't want to lose. Uh, so that was really important to us, which is why we kept it. Logo-wise, is we had so many revisions. Well, absolutely. And, you know, Peter Watson Investments to Watson Investments, mm-hmm. you know, the name seems like pretty straightforward, logical decision. But with a logo, you can go so many ways. Yes. Was it love at first sight with your new logo? Or was it this long, drawn-out process of revisions, <laughs> revisions, revisions? A lot of revisions. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Um, yes. And, but it was it was good that we were patient with it. Because eventually, the logo that we ended up going with was presented. Uh, I instantly loved it. Uh, And then we wanted to circulate it around, get some feedback from others. We ended up changing the font just very, very slightly. But yeah, it was love at first sight once we saw it. But it took a little while to find it. Okay, so that wasn't yeah. the first logo you saw? No, no. no there is many. <laughs> so, so when you say you want to circulate for feedback, who, you know, who do you send it to? Is it other family members or is it uh, clients, staff members? Who, who is it in that process? Yeah, we do like to include as many people in the process. Um, but keeping in mind that when you're analyzing a logo, you're staring at it and you're fixating on it and it's not it's new to you. So it's a little bit harder than once you pick a logo and go with it. You're probably almost never going to think about the logo again. Uh, so we did show it to the team. We showed it to, I mean, if clients had come in the office in that time frame, they might have gotten to see it. I sent it to some of my friends who are in advertising, marketing, design, things like that. It was more ad hoc who we sent it to and would get their feedback, listen to their feedback, and it's any feedback, positive or negative, is always really appreciated. So talking about feedback and whatnot, mm-hmm. what advice would you have for someone else who's going through a significant rebranding exercise? I'd say think about why you are trying to rebrand. Um, think about what the core of your business is, what you stand for, and what your values are. You want your logo to really reflect all of that. And you want your logo to be easy for people to remember, to understand, to pronounce. Um, So with ours is, I think it's, we've used kind of our old logo slightly in the new logo. Um, Our shield that kind of is, a shield is family, it's strong. It also slightly looks like the pillars we used to have in our old logo. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was nice for us to have. And for us, it's the, the shield kind of represents trust, 
stability, a foundation, which we want people to think about when they think of wealth management and specifically Watson Investments. So uh, you're involved with a number of organizations, uh, including the Chamber, but uh, why is community involvement uh, or industry involvement, why is that important to you? So it's something I've always done. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've always liked to get involved. I think it's fun. (laughs) It's kind of the most important factor, actually. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're not going to put proper time and effort into something. And I think you really do have to put in the time to what you've decided to be a part of. The more you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. So it's been, it's fun to get involved in with my community, with other business owners. And that's why I continue to do it, really. Is that something your father did uh, before you are in the business and learn from him? Or is that something you're bringing to the business? Nope, my dad did do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's always been involved, um, like one of the groups, the State Planner Council of Halton, he's a past president, for example. So yes, so definitely some of that I'm sure is rubbed off, um, as well as, yeah, just even throughout school, throughout elementary school, high school, university, MBA school, always was involved, it's just kind of my nature is I like to get involved, you meet other people, it's interesting, you're learning, it's just fun. Good. So the last question, uh, something we're ending all our interviews on members of the chamber with, uh, what is the best advice you've received in your career? It's a wonderful question. (laughs) And I don't feel like there's any one piece of advice. I think that it's good to always be open-minded to get advice and listen, um, but really stay true to your values and what so when you hear that advice, have that lens of, is this, does that advice align with my values, the values of the company, the values of our clients, and be open-minded to it? Well, Jennifer, uh, I've really enjoyed this conversation and uh, the opportunity to sit down with you here in the podcast room at the New Staples studio. Thank you for being a, mem- a guest on our podcast, Members of the Chamber. Thanks so much, Drew, for having me. Members of the Chamber is our new podcast where we sit down with a different Oakville Chamber member each episode and have a conversation. To our members and listeners, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to join us. If you know someone that would make an interesting guest on Members of the Chamber, please send us a note to info at oakvillechamber.com. We would love to hear from you. Make sure you stay up to date with what's going on at the Chamber by following along on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you to our producer and Chamber Communications Manager, Kristen Curry. And last but certainly not least, thank you to the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan for supporting this podcast. Join 30,000 business owners who choose Chamber Plan. Head to chamberplan.ca for your free quote. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon, Oakville Chamber. Yeah.